0: Welcome to the Pac-Man podcast, patriotic American citizen. I'm Ted Flint on the BMG network. Well, we've got some catching up to do. We have not done a show since the debate last week, the Republican debate. And the highlight for me was Vivek Ramaswamy. He took it to the media, specifically uh, Kirsten Welker, who was one of the moderators. And he just laid her out in lavender. They had no comebacks. They were dead to rights, because he was right. I mean, they perpetuated the Russia, the Trump-Russia hoax, and all of it. And he just called them out, and uh, he crushed them. And he said, look, can you imagine Elon Musk or Tucker Carlson hosting a Democratic debate? So why are you people here at a Republican debate? She and uh, who else? It was uh, Hugh Hewitt, who's a conservative talk show host, relatively conservative. And I can't think of the other guy, the NBC... Moderator, but uh, it was it was great. Ramaswamy was great, and he's saying all the right things. I, there is something about him that I don't trust him totally. I don't know what it is, but he's saying all the right things. Personally, I think he wants to be Trump's running mate. He's got nothing but nice things to say about Donald Trump. And maybe he'll wind up in Trump's cabinet if Trump gets elected. One guy we know who won't get elected is Tim Scott, who dropped out of the race. Scott, a senator, from South Carolina, uh, he called it quits after publicly. Uh, announcing his relationship with a girlfriend right after the third debate. And I'll give you his quote. He said, I love America more today than I did on May 22nd, but when I go back to Iowa, it will not be as a presidential candidate. I am suspending my campaign. And he made the announcement on Fox. And I guess I didn't know he was not married. It doesn't matter to me. I guess it matters to a lot of people whether, you know, a a candidate is married. But uh, he came under fire for the secrecy surrounding his relationship with mindy nose or nosi an interior designer he's been dating her for about a year or so according to axios and you know i guess there a lot of people thought he was gay or think he's gay because he's not married i don't he's in his 40s i guess uh, but he said it's that's kind of like a d- different form of discrimination or bias That's what he told the washington washington post you can't say i'm black because that would be terrible so find something else you can attack. And he said that he kept her identity, the girlfriend's identity, secret because he couldn't imagine dragging her onto the campaign trail unless I have the intention of marrying her. So it sounds like he's afraid to commit. He didn't want to commit to her or the campaign, so he he called it quits so you know, on the campaign. Hopefully he's he's successful with his uh, relationship. But Tim Scott is out. I couldn't understand really why he was in anyway. It's maybe just not his time. I think it's Trump's time, and I think that's how it's. I mean, the polls show that out. Trump is way ahead. He's at fifty-five, fifty-eight percent in the Republican primary. DeSantis is at fourteen or fifteen. Ramaswamy and Haley are at six and seven, and you know the rest of them are just a blip, a radar screen. Chris Christie is a blimp, a blip rather on the on the radar screen. I mean, I, I don't know why he's still around. Do you? I can't figure out why Christie's still there. I mean, he's there to hammer Trump. And he goes places and he's getting heckled by pro-Trump crowds. I mean, he's a Republican in name only. He's a rhino. I used to like Chris Christie back when he was taking on the teachers unions, when he was governor of New Jersey. Now he's become, I don't know what he, he's on MSNBC all the time with with uh, Mika and Joe. And it's just, he's lost his appeal. And uh, he said like 3%, but he's still in it. Let's see what else is happening here. I was reading a, a column. I don't know where I got this. I think World Net Daily. It was interesting and true, every bit of it true, the Republican Party and the Democrat Party have kind of switched who they represent over the years. In the post-World War II era, Democrats were always known as the party of the working man. That's how I grew up thinking, well, Democrats are for the little guy, the working man, unions and all that stuff. And Republicans were the party of the the country club elitists, the chamber of commerce people, as Michael Savage used to call them, the, the check pants Cigar smoking blowhards. I, actually, I added the c- cigar smoking blowhards part, but the Czech, you know, the Czech pants Republicans used to call them. You know, these people. And they're, they're generous, generalizations, obviously, but you know, like any generalization, there's a there's a shred of truth to it. There's a reason why people have that impression of Republicans. You had the Bushes. I mean, H.W. and George W. Bob Dole, John McCain, Mitt Romney. And then the Democrats, you know, the the Kennedy Democrats, the John Kennedy, Bobby Kennedy Democrats of the 60s are not the Democrats of today, as we've talked about before. I think uh, Bobby Kennedy Jr. is he sounds more like a Republican to me. At least he has so far. But the parties have kind of switched over the last eight years since Trump took took the lead in the Republican Party. The parties have switched roles. Today, working class is represented by Republicans, by and large. Democrats represent the, the elite business interests. Do I have any proof of that? Well, certainly. There's a recent study that indicates that in the 2020 election, Wall Street's executives donated more money to Democrats than they did to Republicans. In fact, among the top five donors to each party, Democrats raised $114.6 million in that election cycle, which was almost twice the amount given to Republicans. In the 2022 midterms, top donor was... Communist billionaire—I know it sounds funny—a uh, communist billionaire, but left-wing uh, financier George Soros gave 35 million to the Democratic Party and its candidates in that cycle. He donated 125 million to a super PAC to be spent over several election cycles. And when you—I uh, mean, Republicans can't even compare to that. The Democrats deliver for their big business allies with government handouts you know, and the Green New Deal policy. That enriches certain industries, big industries, and they donate to Democrats. In three years as president, almost three years, Joe Biden and the Democrats have passed huge spending bills that have generous benefits for corporate businesses, big contracts with their friends in certain industries, favored industries. And it's, it's, it's hilarious. I mean, there are a lot of people who still hang on to those those old stereotypes, Democrats are for the working man, Republicans are, are for big business and the the country club people. But it's just not true when you look at the, uh, the facts, you know, and we deal with facts here. Yes, obviously some opinion, but we try to give you the facts and then we'll give you the opinions, my opinions, because that's what we do here. I mean, that, I'm a commentator, but I'll give you the straight facts. For instance, if you hear somebody tell you inflation is at 3.7%, don't believe them. That's the number the government is putting out there but i do a lot as i mentioned numerous times i do a lot of the food shopping for the family and prices food prices have skyrocketed you can't touch certain things i'm looking at a re- report here i think i got this in the wall street journal but people are drawing withdrawing funds early from their retirement accounts and they're subject to income tax and potentially a 10% penalty if you know if you're younger than 59 and a half and you're withdrawing from your retirement account you're going to get penalized in all likelihood but the penalty i guess i'm reading here can be waived if an individual can prove that the withdrawal is for a qualified hardship like medical expenses once taken these hardship withdrawals cannot be redeposited into their 401ks nor transferred to another retirement account on average americans are withdrawing over five thousand dollars it doesn't say how over how long a period But it's a figure consistent with the amounts seen in the previous two quarters, and a lot of people are taking out, uh, you know, know, money for healthcare issues. More participants took out a hardship distribution compared to last quarter and compared to this time last year, and we see an increase in health savings account contributions. They're being used to pay for current. Healthcare expenses, as opposed to saving for future expenses, but the main driver, and and, and I'll wind up on this because I want to cover a few things here, but there, there are, there's a rise in employees accessing their 401ks for emergencies, and it's consistent with the high persistently high inflation, and if the high inflation numbers keep up, uh, that's going to spell doom for the economy over the next few years, and the main driver. Of this, and it, from what I've read, I'm not an economist, but the main driver of inflation is the government printing and spending of money. And yes, there's some supply and demand uh, components to that, but I mean mainly it's government spending that drives inflation. And I'm, I'll finish up this report. You, you know, the government announced last month that the consumer price index, which reflects the prices of a wide array of items—food, fuel, housing—climbed 3.7 percent in September. Let's see. Representative Jasmine Crockett, a Democrat from Texas, had a less than stellar performance on the cable news networks uh, a week ago Sunday. The trouble came when Crockett attempted to explain away former President Trump's lead in five of six swing states, all of which Biden won last time. He's not going to win those this time. According to a New York times siena College Poll survey, among the survey's most startling findings, the revelation that Biden is hemorrhaging support among Blacks, Blacks and Hispanics. Biden's approval rating among non-white voters has plummeted a whopping 33 points since 2020, according to this times Siena poll. Trump's support among Blacks is at 22%, which is unheard of for Republicans. Certainly a Republican presidential candidate. Trump won in 2016 with 10% of Black support. Now he's got 22 In a New York Times poll, that spells trouble for, you can see why Democrats make everything about race, because they cannot win a national election if they don't have at least 90% support among black Americans. But blacks, you know, Trump is, he's got the support of many high-profile blacks. A lot of rappers have come out in support of Trump, a lot of people. Uh, normally Democrats are, are coming out for Trump. And I, I cannot wait for next November. And I, you know, I keep reading reports that they're going to, the Democrats are going to take down Biden and put in Newsom or or somebody else. Cause I don't think, I can't see him making it to know. He looks weaker every day to me. And even if he does make it, I mean, how can he, if he wins again, can he go for four more years? He's going to be 85 if he wins a second term. It's not going to happen. not going to happen. There's a report here. Before I get to this health uh, report, I want to mention that if you like the show, hit like. Please, by all means, hit like, hit subscribe, and share with your friends on social media. And uh, don't forget to listen to the BMG Network for all your podcasts. We, We have something for everybody's taste. We have this show, mainly about politics and culture, once a week. My daughter, Madeline, with The Essentials. And she's in the uh, process of recording another show for this week. Very busy with her finals at, at SUNY Albany. Uh, we celebrated her 20th birthday last night. That's why the show's a, a night late, in case you're keeping track. We went out for sushi. And I, I've never had sushi. I'm not a big fan of it. We went to this place in Saratoga, and the food was great. It was It's pretty pricey, but it was phenomenal. We had a great time. And uh, so she just turned twenty, and she's studying to be a uh, a doctor of some sort, a PA or a doctor. And uh, but anyway, check out her show, The Essentials, with Maddie Flint on I forget what day it is, but she usually does a show once a week. Adrian Ross still does a show for the network, this program, and a couple of others. And uh, we appreciate you listening. And if you want to contact me directly, it's Pacman P A C M A N at the Network.com, all lowercase, and we'll get back to you. New research out shows that feeling anger can help you at, t- at times, not always, but it can help you overcome challenges or obstacles that may be hindering your success. Most people believe that a state of happiness is ideal, and it is. I'd rather be happy than angry, wouldn't you? Most people would. The recent study revealed that that a mix of emotions, including negative states, results in the best outcomes. According to NBC News, researchers from Texas A&M University say that study participants who completed a variety of challenging tasks while in a state of anger performed better than those who felt other emotions, such as sadness, desire, or amusement. The lead author, Heather Lynch, professor of psychological and brain sciences at the university, said, we found anger led to better outcomes in situations that were challenging and involved obstacles to goals. And, but anger did not improve performances in easier tasks, according to the study's authors. But the study consisted of six experiments that tested whether anger helped people achieve their goals or not. Lynch says the results of the first experiment were the most interesting. This measured the number of uh, word puzzles participants could solve in different states of emotion. Undergraduate students at A&M were randomly assigned one emotion: anger, desire, sadness, amusement, or a neutral state. They were then shown images to help elicit the emotion. For example, to provoke anger, the students were shown insults about the school's football team. That did it. I would have to be shown a picture of maybe, you know, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. That would that would do it for me. But the participants then had 20 minutes to uh, solve four sets of seven anagrams, which varied in difficulty. A computer program measured how long the participants spent on each puzzle. The results showed angry participants solved more puzzles than those feeling any other emotion. Amazingly, angry participants solved 39% more puzzles than students who felt neutral. So take that, you know, take that for what it is. But studies have shown that there is a downside to anger. I mean, getting angry or being angry all the time is is a big negative. Uh, anger may contribute to the development of cardiovascular disease, hypertension, high blood pressure. Oh, that's all kind of tied together. So anyway, try to be happy if you can. Uh, you you know, you live a longer life. But certain there are certain times that you know, if you're angry, it's not a bad thing. The Bible calls it being right righteously indig- uh The Bible calls it righteous indignation. I mean, you know. Some some people though are just need anger to, to fuel them, and my wife says I'm that way. I'm I'm not really you know, I have a short fuse, but I kind of forget it. I don't I don't hold grudges. All right, that's about going to wrap things up. Again, if you, I I gave you the email address if you want to contact me directly. Don't forget, hit that like button, hit subscribe and hit share, and we'll do this all again uh, uh, next week, Lord willing. And we want to thank you for listening. It means a lot. And uh, check out all the fine programming we have for you on the BMG Network. And we're on all the major platforms. Wherever you you catch your podcast, we're there. Spotify, Apple iTunes, you name it, we're there. And, of course, we're on the bmgnetwork.com. Thanks for tuning us in. And if the Lord wills it, we will talk to you soon. The Pac-Man Podcast was produced and edited in the BMG Studio. Music by Kevin McLeod. For more episodes of the Pac-Man podcast, go to the bmgnetwork.com or go to the BMG network on Facebook and be sure to tune into the next episode of the Pac-Man podcast with Ted Flick.